Welcome to the One Rental at a Time podcast. If this is your first time, welcome. If you're a repeat listener, welcome back. On this channel, we have simple goals. We want to inspire investors to move forward. We want to create belief that one rental at a time is possible. And we want to help you take positive steps forward. If you want to learn more about your host, Michael Zuber, please go to Amazon and buy his book, self-titled or self-published, One Rental at a Time. I believe there's a link in the description. If you're ready to get started with buy and hold rentals, but unsure what to do, I strongly encourage you to consider buying our online course. It gives you the tools to get started, help you learn your market, allows you to compare deals, and so much more. Lastly, by buying the course, you are granted access to a private Facebook group where I and my students interact daily. Everyone is equal, and we just keep helping everyone move forward. It is so much fun to watch, and again, I believe a link is in the description. With that, on with the show. Hey everyone, thanks for watching. This show is really for all of those realtor, real estate agents that I know, or, or individuals that are thinking about getting their license because they wanna get in the game. Uh, we have brought back someone that I know, respect, and love speaking with because he has made that transition from realtor to real estate investor and now wears many, many different hats. So we're going to kind of tear this apart. But before I just jump in, let's welcome Adrian Hernandez to the show. How are you doing, Adrian? Yeah, I'm good, man. As I mentioned before, I'm alive. I'm excited. I'm full of energy. <laughs> I'm ready to, ready to jump on this podcast with you. And I'm excited about today, what we're going to share. I just want to thank you for bringing me back. It means a lot. Yeah. So how many cups of coffee have you had today? <laughs> <laughs> this is actually my first one. Oh my uh, goodness. I get, up, I, yeah, I get up pretty early. I'm doing a mastermind group right now with, with, with some agents, um, actually all throughout the nation. So we got to be up by five o'clock. We had to check into the gym by five 30. Nice. And then I, I have this like super green juice that I drink. And for some reason that just pumps me. It, it does more than than, than, than coffee does. So. All right. All right. Well, you got to get me that super green juice after the show. Uh, I need, I, I like it. I'm a morning person. I get up at, by six without an alarm clock. Uh, so much respect to getting up at five. That is, that is awesome. So I love uh, it. yeah, definitely send it on over to you. Thanks buddy. So real quick, first and foremost, I, I want to sort of just put this on the table and then we can move on to really the meat of this conversation. I think being a realtor or real estate um, agent is a tremendous profession. And I do mean it's a profession. Right. Uh, the men and women that I know that do this, do this very well. And it's admirable. And lots of people uh, can make a great living being a great realtor or real estate agent. Um, right. So let's just put that on the table. That's, that's admirable. Uh, you know, the, all of that is great stuff, right? Right. Yeah. One of the reasons why I got in at the beginning. Absolutely. Yeah. So, okay. So let's just, I don't want this episode people to see this and go, Hey, he's, he's saying, you know, all real estate agents or realtors need to be investors. Not at all. <laughs> I just realized no, not at all. that there's a lot of people that get in the game or are in the game that could take that real estate agent experience, the realtor experience and grow down another path, multiple streams of income, different investments, whatever you want. And that's why I came back to you because I know you made that transition. 
I know you wear lots of different hats today. So let's just talk about why, you know, real estate agents or realtors really should think about maybe um, expanding what they do and, and being investors and, and all of that. So why don't you kind of share that? Yeah, absolutely. And, and to, to touch on what you're saying, I mean, I, I sold traditional real estate for, for, you know, for a few, for a good amount of years at the beginning before I even jumped into or even knew what investing was. So mm -hmm. there, there's, you know, and, and to your point, we're not, I'm not here to, to, to say all agents need to switch. What I'm mm -hmm. here to say is just add, just like you said, just have different sources that are a part of your business to provide more opportunities as a real estate agent to grow your listing and buyer base. And that's really all it is, right? Mm -hmm. if, if I look at the beginning, I mean, I got into the business, and let's just be transparent here, right? And, and for those of you who, who, are, who, who want to disagree with me, you're lying here because it's the truth. 99% of us get into the business to do what? Earn a paycheck. Yep. Let's just be honest, right? Let's earn a paycheck. So at the beginning, it was I can earn a paycheck and I can see the different opportunities because of this umbrella, right? So let, let's jump in there. And then as you start to work and as you start to go up against different agents and as you start to study technology on what we're doing, as you start to study first-time home buyers and or, or not just first-time home buyers, but investors that are paying all cash, you have properties, you have um, sites like iBuyer, you have sites like Zillow that are coming in and giving sellers and giving buyers different options and opportunities so this is just the question i have for you real estate agents what options and opportunities are you providing to your client rather than i can list and sell you a home yeah no i agree i i, I really think of it this way right so i was a professional software sales guy for the better part of two decades and what you really need to take the most care of is a qualified lead and it's the right. same game in real estate. If you have a qualified lead and you only have two options, I can list or I can write an offer. Yeah, you can make a quote living, but it's not going to be a great living, at least in most cases. Uh, but yeah, if, and I mean, some of, go ahead. No, and, and I apologize for cutting you off. I was just going to say some of my, my biggest mentors, they sell 150 homes a year and it's all resale. But I know there's investors in their pool. Yeah. I know that for a fact, and they can't tell me that there isn't. <laughs> no, it has to be, right? Investors are the repeat buyers, right? If you can farm, if, if you're a real estate agent and you can find five investors, true investors, right? People that are building portfolios, just five, you can guarantee three transactions a year, right? You, you could write Absolutely. it on the board today. And Absolutely. if you can do that with five, what about 10? What about 15? It's, it's frankly one of the main reasons I spent almost 200 grand building an office or tricking out an office in Fresno and making sure I had real estate agents a part of it because I want to have deal flow from them. And absolutely, you know, that's why I'm going to continue to network with real estate agents. If you are a Fresno or Madeira real estate agent, please call me or email me because I want to be your cash buyer for those deals that just don't yes. look good in the MLS. So Shout out to you. Call me. Reach out fast. <laughs> so, but, yeah, but back, to my early, back to my earlier point, the, the thing about a qualified lead, right, if you only have two options of dispositioning that lead, you can, you can live. But if you create four or six or eight dis disposition options, your opportunity to carve out a successful answer or close are so much greater. So why don't you touch on some of those other than just, hey, I can write a listing agreement or I can write a purchase contract. What else could a real estate investor do? Absolutely, and, and those different options and opportunities, 
you guys, they, they really revolve not just around investors. I really want to make this point. It's mm. not just inv investors. Right. It's developers. It's builders. Thank you. Let's talk about listings for a quick second. A lot of agents go, I want to be a listing agent. I want to be a listing agent. Okay. What if you were to go into and study areas that are starting to go through regentrification, that are starting to change? You're starting to see single-family houses being torn down, and they're building fourplexes, sixplexes. How about you go talk to these developers and ask them, hey, what are you looking for? Help me understand what you're looking for. How much would you buy that property for? How much did you pay for the land? So while you're out there as an agent, you as you're on these appointments, you can start to look at this and go, wow, actually, I don't need to put this on the MLS. I can go straight to a developer, get a double end, two transactions, right? Go to developer, put it under contract, get the developer to buy it, and get all the list backs when they're done with the construction. If there's six properties, if there's 10 properties, you guys, that's 10 listings. That's 20 listings, however many they're building, that is going to be yours within the next six months to 12 months. Mm -hmm. If you do that enough, you'll turn around before you know it. You'll have 100 listings pending, waiting for your name, and all you're doing is just being an agent. Yeah, That's one hat. The other hat, right? We have we have uh, people, sellers that have properties that aren't in the best of shape. Here's the, here, here's the reality of the situation. They don't want to call an agent to come over. They're semi embarrassed. So what if you were to be able to automatically solve their objection up front? Hey, I have an investor that'll buy it for all cash. Would you be open to that? No, I really didn't need to get the most amount of money. Okay, no problem. What if then we brought a contractor in who was able to put the put the the work that needs to be done into your home? I'll how you know point out what's selling and what's not selling, and then you make the profit at the end. Tell me a seller who isn't going to say yes. Yeah. But if all we're doing is going to there and saying, hey, list your home with me, list your home with me, it's very easy for them to go on iBuyer, get picked up by another agent, get picked up by another uh, investor, or find different means that where they don't need you just using the internet. And so, you guys, when I learned this, when I started to understand this, my listing base changed because, because I love expireds. I would take 30 expireds, 30 listings like clockwork on expireds. That's not a problem. But it's also a lot of hard work. It's real, ew, what if I can do both? What if I can go take 30 listings doing expireds and then take another 20 listings working with developers and flippers? Before I know it, I turn around, I got 100 listings. Yeah. And again, I want to go back. to understand that. Yeah. I want to go back to something you just said there, just to make sure if you're a real estate agent, realtor, you picked up on it. And again, I'm going to call out everybody in Fresno and Bidera. I want you to listen, because I can be this buyer for you. So you, you do the work, you find the groundwork, you find a, a potential seller who's embarrassed uh, to use Adrian's word, which I thought was awesome, right? They want to sell, they want to do all these things, whatever. You can go to them and say, you know what, let me list your property, but we won't put in the MLS. I have a cash buyer. We'll get it closed today. That's one, that's two, two sides, right? You get the list and you get the sell side. And again, if you bring it to me, as Adrian said, I will let you sell it if it happens to be a flip for me four, five, six months down the line, whatever it, ha it is. So you could potentially get three sides uh, of the transactions. And, you know, when we build those relationships and you bring me two or three deals a year, that could be, you know, it's six, seven sides of a deal. So it just makes total sense.
and you look like so you look like a hero in their eyes yeah. because you're not just the average agent and then you'll get so many referrals off of that and not just for not just referrals but agents think about a marketing standpoint you can take on this you can call just listen just sold circle prospecting as they call it around the entire neighborhood sharing the sharing the success story of what just happened yep. then when when when, when Michael has a property that's coming back up for sale, you can call the entire neighborhood and say, hey, guess what? Remember that property I told you about? It's coming back up. It's completely remodeled. The investor did a fabulous job on it. Who do you know that wants to move into the area? Yeah. You can pick up one, two, three, four, five, six different leads and or a buyer contract. You guys, let's think about this. You double lend it when you first meet the seller. That's two deals. You get Mike, you're going to get the list back when Mike's done with the rehab. That's three. You find a buyer, you double end it again. That's four. And then because you did your job on marketing the property correctly, one of the other neighbors say, oh, hey, Adrian, I need to sell. And that's five. And then you repeat it all over again. That's how you can create a great community, guys. That's how you increase your business. That's how when you're looking at it and saying, how do I get something out of this one? That's how one plus one equals whatever you want it to be. Yeah. And, and I got to tell you, I go one step further. If you're a real estate agent in my market and you want to work with me and give me first Friday refusal on deals, I will go 50, 50 on your marketing. You want to create door hangers in my farming area after you bring me a deal. I will pay 50% of that for the simple right of having first right of refusal. So your marketing cost is even less. Uh, I'm serious about go. investing in networking with agents. Um, you know, it's, it's something I believe in. And agents, no matter where you're at in the nation, do this with it. Go find a flipper. Go find a developer. Just ask what they're looking for. It's, you know, uh, Napoleon, is it Napoleon? I believe it's Napoleon Hill that says, we are, we are standing in our own acre of diamonds. Yes. We don't need to go 10 miles. You're standing in it. Just open, just. Oh. change the perspective, right? <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So be careful there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got you. So yeah, yeah, to be careful. Uh, so again, if you're a real estate agent, Fresno Madera, leave a comment below, send me an email, text me if you don't already have my number. Uh, I will pay for marketing, first right of refusals, or at least 50%. Uh, lots of ways to double in, triple in deals um, with me. Uh, so again, let's, let's go back to, you know, right, your transition. How did you transition from being, I don't know what it was, those first five, four or five years, when was the aha moment for you? It was like, shoot, I'm leaving money on the table. What was that transition yeah. like? It started, I started to, well, it goes all down to my coach, Thatch Nguyen. Uh, uh, so I don't know if you know Thatch Nguyen up in Seattle, Washington, yeah. uh, more Bellevue, um, all, all that area. Anyway, it, it was, it was, it was, uh, it, it was Thatch who really opened up my eyes to say, AD, why are you? Getting, giving these deals away, in essence, why are you giving these investments away without getting the list back on the end, without understanding how you can flip it on your own, and look at how much money you're leaving on the table. When he started to break that down to me, I went back and looked at all the transactions I did from 2012, 13, and 14, and it was, it was a lot of deals that I gave to other investors without even knowing what they were doing. So I started to see that. And then another coach, a broker that I was working for and, and a really good friend of mine, Eddie, uh, and, and, and a good friend of mine also who was the broker, Danny and Eddie started to also do flips. And so I remember being there and I would see what they were doing. And I started to my RAS, as you would call it, your reticular activities or your reticular activity sensory portion of the brain started to kick on and it started 
it's I started to see all these flips that were occurring. And then that's when I had the aha to say, well, why don't I just take a portion of my commissions and instead of blowing it on at that time, right? I was real young. Instead of blowing it on uh, shit, why don't I put it to investments and double my and double my income and create another flow? So that's when that started to happen. And and, and immediately, I started reaching out to investors. I started to pick their brain. I would go study what opportunity zones were. I would I would I would ask investors what what was the cost on that rehab? Why did it cost so much? And just really start to. Remember this, guys. The quality of your answers are in direct correlation to the quality of the questions that you ask. You ask great questions, you're going to get great answers. So I would just sit there and, and ask question after question after question until that one great question came up, and it was another aha, another aha. And then I did it myself, and then, you know, obviously lost, as we talked about in the first episode. <laughs> but it's okay, because you learn again and find another day. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's awesome. So now that you – so that transition for you was four years ago, roughly? Yeah, so 2015 is when I yeah. did my first flip. Uh, yeah. I was in the business from 12 to 15, so three years as a traditional agent. Uh, and then 2000, at the end of 2015, started my first flip. 2016, 17, started gradually going into it. And then we didn't really start focusing on you know, going wide and going deep on wholesales and flips until last year. Right. So now that you sit here, you've kind of evolved and continually expanded. How many different... I don't know what you want to call it, sources of income or streams of income or because you went from just, hey, listing and purchase agreements to now kind of whet the appetite for realtors about what's possible after four or five years of doing this. Yeah, so so the first avenue is always resale, right? Yep. One thing I want you guys to know, if I look at like a chart of how this all folds down, right? Resale is at the top. Real estate is at the top because that's what I learned and that's what mm -hmm. I know earns me the most. So it's real estate. And then from real estate, I have flipping and that's one avenue, right? And then from, from that, I have wholesaling and, that, and then that's another avenue. And then from the other side is coaching, which I, I only do, you know, personal one-on-one. -on -one. I don't do a big, it's not a company. It's need. It's let me be very, very clear about this. It's nothing about that. It's just me helping someone else who wants, who wants to learn. That's all it is. Um, and I have that Avenue. And then the other Avenue is working with other investors also. Very cool. So again, it's all built on the backbones of what it is to be a good real estate agent or realtor. <clears throat> and then from there, after that knowledge, experience, skill, You've branched out into flipping, wholesaling, coaching, uh, and then working with other investors, JVing or, or whatever it happens to be. Um, do you have eyes on what, what else might be coming, like new builds, new constructions, anything of that nature? Or are you happy Absolutely. where you're at? No, so we glad you brought that up. We actually were we were in LA yesterday. We're going to be tearing down a duplex and building a new fourplex, going oh. into development. So I'm starting to do that with an agent and a friend of mine, an agent who's already doing that. He's already everything we're talking about right now, guys. This is exactly what this agent did. It's a friend of mine, Danny Navarro, another great guy to have on your show. And what he did is he he went out and he started studying developers. He started working with developers and and understanding what 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 it all included, right? How much can you buy the land for? What's the resale? So after he's done a good five projects, we've came in, we met with them yesterday, we're purchasing a property, so we're going through that. The goal, the goal is to also do the same thing with value adds, mm -hmm. right? Uh, my, my partner, Nick and I, who run the wholesaling and flipping side, what we're starting to focus on is value adds for multi-units. So we're looking at under, you know, undervalued multi-units, putting value into them, 
raising the cap rate, raising the ultimate uh, NOI on them. And we're doing that in Ohio and here in California. Very, very cool. So one of the things I want to make sure we talk about, uh, again, being a real estate agent, realtor, just doing listings and, and purchase agreements is totally okay. We've said that three times now. Uh, I, one more time, I'm done. I'm not saying it again. But um, what about time? Because one of the things I could see somebody look at this going, hey, I already have no time. I'm already busy. I can't do this or that. Um, you know, how do you spend your day, right? You have, you have the main business and all these other silos that we talked about. Are you just working 23 hours a day and living on green juice or what's the deal? <laughs> I like that. No, not at all. And I think this is the, the, the common mis, the, the misperception here. You guys, you're only, as, you're only going to be as efficient as, and effective as your schedule. And I guarantee you, if I sat next to each and every single one of you, there's a good two to three to maybe even four hours throughout the day that is spent doing absolutely nothing. Right. You may think you're doing something, but it's not moving the needle forward. So what I do is I time block. Right. I'll really take a look at my day and I even do it. You know, I got, I got some some of my, my guys in front of me. I even do it with them. I just, you know, I'll look over at AJ and I just see what he's doing. And I write it down for the first 30 minutes and I write it down for the second 30 minutes. And I do the same thing for myself to see how much time am I wasting? Mm -hmm. When I started to do that, I started to understand I can get a lot done in a good two to three hours and then take the next two to three hours throughout the evening or throughout the afternoon and study what I need to study. Don't go to Applebee's at 12 o'clock. Go study some investments. Mm. Well, Adrian, I do 100 deals. How do you expect me to do that? Do you have an assistant? How many people do you have? Are you dealing with escrow? This is what I know. I know that the most successful brokers in the world, they have more time than the agents doing 10 deals. Because they're not operating their business like an operator. They're running their business like a business owner. For you real estate agents, when you can learn this, time is, net, time is just uh, – it's a, it's a hallucination that we have. That's really – I firmly believe that. Oh, because yeah. if you really wanted to do it, you would find the time. Are you interested or are you committed? And then what I do is I just go sell my family on it, right? Hey, look it. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be here for dinner at this time and this time. And then at six o'clock, I got to get back on the internet. I, got, I have some things that I'm working on, but while we do that, right, let's make it fun. Let's bring them involved. Let's interact them or let's, let's, you know, have them interact with us or give a goal. Hey, look at dad's going to be, I don't have any kids, but if I was a father, this is what I would say, right? Hey, dad's going to be in, you know, in my office for two hours in the evening, every single day. But here's the thing. If you hold me account, if you can help dad do that, we're all going to go out on a vacation in 30 days. Like, Hype them up about it. Give them something to, 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 hey, if dad's not in that room, we're not going to Disneyland. I guarantee you that little kid is going to make sure you're in that room. I love that. And you're right. Oh, Disneyland? Dad, go. Isn't it time yet? Go. <laughs> I think yes, that's awesome. Exactly. Yeah, and I think you're so right. That's why I was hoping you would take this. Is, is time at, you, I know lots of people who say they're busy that aren't moving the needle, to use your word. And, and, uh, tackling something else, stretching your mind, frankly, getting out of your comfort zone is a good thing. Uh, it allows your mind Absolutely. to stretch. So uh, that's pretty awesome. And, and read the book, guys. There, there's several books on the 80-20 rule, right? Mm -hmm. um, I think is that Perry Marshall makes one. It's on 80-20 rule. And it, it just goes to show us we make 80% of our income in 20% of the day. So that means there's 80% of the day that is, that is in essence useless. And if we really look at it, we can apply the techniques that are found in these 80-20 rule principles to our life. And you, you have way more time than you think. 
Warren Buffett, Jeff Bezos, you don't think they have 24 hours the same time that we do? So we can't say that you can't spend an additional hour going and talking to developers. I personally think that's a huge limiting belief. Yeah. So let's talk about one of the elephants that I knew was going to be in the room is, is I get lots of people, as I'm sure you do, that say, hey, should I go get my real estate license first before kind of claiming to be an investor? Um, how do you handle it when you get that question? You have no other context, right? You bump, some, you bump into somebody at a, an event going, hey, should I go get my license before I become an investor? What do, you, what do you kind of say to that? Yeah, so I have a very narrow point of view on that, and I'm working on my perspective, right? And I say that because I, we're, I, we, come, I, we can't even count the amount of wholesales that come through our inbox that show a purchase price of 200 and an ARV of 220 and they're calling it a deal. Yeah. Like, so a part of me, a part of me really believes that you do need to go get some sort of influence in this industry. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask some questions. I'm going to say, okay, well, do you have any sales background? Is there any sales background that you have? Is there anything that you've done that involved customer service? And tell me about it. And then I'm going to ask a series of other questions to figure out how knowledgeable they are. And if you, got, you guys, if you're straight out of high school, go get your damn license. Go study the skill set of what it takes to work with buyers, work with sellers, because that's going to give you the confidence, the knowledge, and the words to use when you're working with investors. You see, if you're right out of high school and you're talking in slang and you expect to go walk up to an investor and speak that way to them, <laughs> good luck. So go find a skill set. Go, people yeah. are only going to hire you based on how, how good you are with your skills. Yeah. Go get your license. Figure out what an easement is. Jesus Christ, we had a deal across the other day. They're like, that's not an easement. It's an easement. It goes right through the property. It's a freaking easement. <laughs> Some people don't even know what an easement is. Study it. Figure out what it is. What, what is this whole claiming title thing? You guys, we have to be a resource. We have to be the solution to people's problems. And if you think you're going to do that without learning something, without practicing something to increase your skill set, you're hallucinating. Yeah. So I loved how you tacked that by answer, asking questions. And you're so right. The, the individual coming out of high school, um, my experience with them, I don't want to put words in your mouth. So I'll just say my experience. If they come into the real estate game with dollar signs in their eyes, easy money, flashing checks on social media, Absolutely. blah, blah, blah. But what you actually said is, is ideal. I, and I've said it a hundred times. Real estate's a people business. It's not about the property, 100%. right? Because you have buyers, sellers, investors, real estate agents, appraisers, inspectors. I mean, the list, the list goes on and on and on. You have to be able to work with people. And you most of the time have to be able to work with people in person, right? It, or the phone. Right? It's very rare that you're going to be texting right. somebody and get a deal done. It does happen. Don't get me wrong. You're going to increase your deal flow if you're presentable. You're going to increase your deal flow if you have good diction and conversation and not using slang and you've got your pants yeah. down to your knees. And I mean, come on. Yeah. If, if you're going to get in, yeah. get in. You, it, exactly. And, and, and any seasoned investor, anybody who knows what they're doing, they're going to smell it. People have a sixth sense. They're going to smell it before you even say anything. So you guys really go work on that. If you're new in this industry, take what Michael is saying, double down on, on more of his episodes and really, really, really program your mind to understand this is not a sprint. This is a marathon and it's going to take you and you're going to have to, you're, you're going to go through some, some, tr some trials and tribulations before you get to where you need to go. And if you can understand that and you can embrace that and you can understand you may not get paid for a good nine months, 10 months, a year, and you can really, really dissect that. Okay, great. If you can't, yeah. Chase is hiring. 
There you go. Exactly. I love that. So I, this is how I kind of wanted to end this conversation. I knew this was going to be my question or theme for you at the end. Uh, and that is basically, so you've been doing this for four years. You transitioned from being only a realtor or a real estate agent into this investor. Uh, we've talked about time, but I want to ask you simply, is it worth it? Are you happy you did it? 150%, man. Uh, 150% because I, I can see different lights. Um, I understand a different perspective of this industry. And in the case that the market ever changed, I know that I, that I have different avenues, different sources that are still going to generate me income. And I'm not going to have to worry about paying the bills. That's, that's the biggest thing, guys. If the market shifts, can you shift with it? If you can't shift with it, just picture your, just picture your entire torso turning completely around. If you can't turn your lower body with it, it's going to break. It's the same thing with your, same thing with your business. Yeah. So again, your time is your, you're, you're using time more efficiently, Adrian, today. Your income, I'm sure, is up. Your net worth is up. Your passive income is up. Uh, again, it is it is absolutely worth it on any scale anybody would want to talk about. Would you agree? 150%. If this is what you want to do. Yeah. Again, if this is something that you see as a long-term thing, if you guys are just looking for a paycheck, then if I was just looking for a paycheck, then this thing is not worth it. I get, I, I, I've lost, so I've lost too much money. I've gotten hit in the, I've gotten punched in the mouth and and punched in the back way too many times for me to just do this for money. If you're just going to do it for money, you guys tell you there's plenty other ways to do it. But if you want to do this because you understand what you can build, the avenues that this can lead you to, the different things that you can do in life by utilizing real estate as a vehicle, not as a tool, as a vehicle to help people and solve problems and build a legacy, then yes, it's a hundred percent worth it for a paycheck. Nope. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I can't close it any better, man. Adrian, thank you for your time. That was awesome. Love the pen flip. Thanks, brother. Thanks.